Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm Nikki Clegg with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I'm so happy that you're here with us living to, listening to Live in Life Within the Sweet Spot. So I'm going to go ahead and explain this so that you know what we're doing, but I think we're getting a following now, so I'm going to make it short. We're always going to go over a chapter in my book. We're up to chapter five, and we're in the section of the book that's called Perfectly Imperfect. And this is where we really look at loving ourselves through God's eyes, and we stop listening to the world. And I just really want you to know that faith-infused living is what I'm all about. That's what this talk show is about and getting some truth and light into you so that you can live your days in the sweet spot where you're happy about the life you have and where you feel health and wellness and where you're able to reach dreams further than you ever thought possible. And so let's go ahead and get started on chapter five. It's part of Perfectly Imperfect. It's a four-part series. So the next three weeks, we're going to look at self-love and self-esteem in all different ways. But we're going to really focus on the problem of having issues with self-esteem, maybe the problem of believing some of the lies and getting us in those places where we just feel like really we don't deserve anything better. So let's go ahead and step into it. I want us to first think about, I, I touched on this, the lies, right? I want us to really understand that this world is hard. I, I work with people. I speak at events on Perfectly Imperfect where people are not trying to, it just happens where we slowly believe what the world is telling us. And there are some horrible things the world is telling us and they're complete lies. Like when we want to go for something, maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe we've failed at something. Maybe we've done something to somebody else or ourselves that was really horrible. But if we believe that that's who we are, And if we believe that that's where we need to remain and we're not worthy of more, it's just a lie. Think about this. Like the world literally tells us that we're not smart enough to do things. You might have a dream. You might have hope inside of you. You might want to start a business. I remember when I started this thinking, am I really going to be able to do this? And quickly shoving it out of my brain because I know that the world will say, think think at the beginning of times, Genesis 3, 3, 4, whatever it is, from the beginning of time, Satan tried to tell us that we weren't smart enough, right? Oh, eat this. You know, but that's not the truth. The truth is like James in James 1 5, it says, Hey, whatever you want, whatever you want to know, ask and I'll give it to you. That's the truth. So if you feel like you're not smart enough, and the truth is, a lot of these things that we're going to try to do in our life, a lot of the obstacles we want to overcome in our life, we're not prepared for. You know, we are simple and we are screwing up and we do make mistakes. That's human. We have skin. We're made of flesh. And so this is going to happen here. It's part of being in the world, but we don't need to live in the world. We can live in Christ, which takes us above the world, where we're not stuck to those footholds and those lies. So if we stay and we remain in the world, we're going to have to be able to handle this. We're going to have to live with these lies and sort of try to achieve and try to overcome while we're believing lies, why we believe that we're not good enough or smart enough. 
But if we step into Christ and we know that we get the Holy Spirit breathing wisdom and truth into us. So the truth is, James 1.5, the truth is that anyone who lacks wisdom just has to ask and they get it. So when somebody tells you you're not smart enough or capable enough, it's a lie. How about this? You're not pretty enough. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too old. You're too young. Maybe they say you're the wrong color. Lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. The truth is, Psalms 139, you were knit together. You were made and predestined. And you were handcrafted by the craftsmen of all craftsmen. Like, do you not believe that he made you wonderful? He made you fearfully, made you fearfully and wonderfully. He made you so perfect. Yeah, the world has kind of gotten us imperfect, right? That's why this chapter is called Perfectly Imperfect. He handcrafted you. Do you know the interesting part of those verses? It's like 13, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. All of those talk about this, like you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are knit into your mother's womb. And there's so much more on that. I want to talk about um, fathers, fathers, fathers. We'll get to that in a minute. But then also... The, the very last part of that is it's going to sit right with your soul. I mean, honestly, it's going to sit right with your soul. That's what we have to get to. That's the place in this verse that we need to get to. And that's what I'm going to inspire you to do throughout these next four weeks. So we can maybe believe it. We maybe see it written in the word that we're perfect through Christ, that he made us this way. God made us perfect. But it's like we need to get it into our soul. And how do we get that? I mean, it literally says it sits right in your soul. That's self-love. Okay, so we do that really by stepping into this love that we know we have. So I want I want you to think a little bit about a couple things. I've got some notes here because I don't want to leave anything out. But how do we get into that place where we're really sort of tuning out what the world's telling us and believing what the truth is? So especially when our self-esteem is involved, think about what you do. When we have a failure, when we make a big mistake, we replay it in our mind over and over again. And literally, we're reliving those sins. And it's, it can just get us down. And that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants to kill, lie, and destroy His goal is always to pull us away from our relationship with God. So that is the answer. Our relationship with God is the answer. If we can stay close to God, then we get to tap into all of his almighty. We get to tap into power that we don't have. It's bigger and stronger than us. And it's bigger than stronger than Satan. Think about this. I love this. I don't think very many people talk about this. I've never heard anyone talk about this, but I'm going to share it with you because I think like taking us back to that um, scene in Genesis where the snake, Satan, is is tempting Eve. And so as this all goes through, then, you know, God says, hey, you know, why, why, where are you? And finally, Adam, you know, fesses up and he kind of explains what's going on. And God's like, well, what'd you do that for kind of thing? And, and right away, Adam's like, she told me to do it. Blame, right? Okay. And then right away, when she gets called to the carpet, what'd she do? He told me to do it, you know, about Satan. But listen, what what did Satan do? Nothing. Did he blame it on anyone? Oh, no. He knew it started with him. The sin started with him. And that is why there's no like, oh, well, this, it starts there. 
And if we can get clear in our mind that that sin is started with Satan, it's not us. The sin starts with Satan. We do not need to live in that. So the things that we've done, we need to live in Christ, live in God, live in the Trinity so that we have all this power because it is over Satan. So if you really want to kind of overcome some of your past setbacks, some things that other people have done to you, things that you are believing that are complete lies, you got to tap into all that God is and all that he has for you. So how do we do that? I was going like where you train in your mind, you know, sort of this sin. It's embarrassing. The things that we do, it's horrifying. Like I do this all the time when I make a mistake and when I sin, I sort of think on it over and over and I have to recognize right away. And this is stuff that we learned in the last four sections that I am his and he is mine. That's where we partner our life with God. That's why that's in the first section of the book. Get deeply partnered with God. And remember how I explained, get infused, faith infused, infuse God into everything. So that means get music on. So think about um, biblically, faith comes by hearing. That's a Bible verse. That's written right in there. Faith comes by hearing. So think about what you're putting into your ears alone. Well, if you replay, you're hearing that over and over again, your sense. But what do you got? What do you have on the radio? What are you playing? What what are the songs speaking to you on the radio? What um, do you have on the TV? And it's not necessarily, I'm not going to sit there and preach to you about, oh, you know, you shouldn't have a TV or you should have certain shows on. But my point being, you have so much time in this world, right? You have so much space for your brain to consume in one day. Do you really want to fill it with things that aren't raising you up? So the more you can use your free time to fill it up with things that are noble and right and praiseworthy and excellent and all these things... These things will be added to you. These are, it says in Philippians 4, 8, whatever you do, think on whatever is noble and right and praiseworthy and excellent and all these things. And we know this is important because it's like neuroplasticity today. You know, we talk so much about science. I mentioned this before that everything in the world will tell us, you know, oh, well, this is brilliant. We've known this for years. You need to think positively. The truth is God's known from the beginning, and he's been trying to tell us, do not think on things that are going to bring us down, that are going to get us in that cycle of self-doubt. Doubt is not of God. Faith is of God. Okay? Everything that is a lie is not noble, praiseworthy, right? I mean, you're ugly. That is not, that is not from God. We know this, right? You're too old, not of God. You know, we, we need clarity and constantly think about that. So let's also look at some of these other things. So when we make a mistake, we also might feel like we don't deserve. We don't deserve to have a better life. We kind of get in this place where it's repetitive. And I want you to think about John 3, 17. And so in this, it's, you know, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Think about this next verse, Ephesians. These are straight out of my book, 1-7. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And then this verse, John 1-9. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's three things I want to point out in this little section here that I'm talking about. One is... 
condemn the world. This whole condemning, that's the way we feel. Honestly, we feel condemned. We feel like we've done something wrong and we need punished for it, right? Well, listen, Jesus took the punishment for us. And it doesn't mean that we use him then. When we really adopt this understanding of what Jesus did for us, it almost it brings us to tears. It almost cripples us because when we allow ourselves to really go there, like we kind of stay in this almost above place where we're like, yeah, I know that, but I want you to step into that because there's no condemnation there. There is no guilt and shame in Jesus. He did that. I told you the story. Go listen to my last episode when I told you that this experience that I had when I encountered God and and that guilt and shame is not there. That's of the world. Okay, get it clear. Get it safe. Get it right in your mind. The next one was grace. That next Bible verse talked about grace. That's why it's not because you're perfect. We don't live in Old Testament times anymore. Um, We don't have to do everything and obey it perfectly, but we don't take advantage of this gift, it compels us then to be more loving to others. It compels us to be able to forgive. It compels us to do what God wants us to do. And that's work really hard for him. And let me tell you, that's the best way to get out of a rut is to start working for God and seeing the blessings come because he always rewards people that are doing things for him for the good of the kingdom. Okay, and then confess our sins. This is huge. So confess our sins. I mean, we do that. We just like fall on our knees and just oh, confess our sins. But there's a lot of things that we're not owning. Like we kind of almost, if we battle, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've coached for help, um, weight. And so they battled this self-esteem that went along with their weight. And they're justifiably struggling, maybe 100 pounds overweight and things. And they've sort of believed the lies and stuff, but then they'll say things like, well, um, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just built this way, or I only eat salads or whatever. And we know this, we know this is true in many ways, but that's still a blame. It's like trying to blame for part of it. And if we can just get into this place where you don't focus on the why so much other than to learn from all of our mistakes, don't. Don't focus on the mistake itself and all the people who wronged you and that's why you're there. Don't focus on that. Focus on, okay, I have understanding that I've been there. I have understanding that I'm this weight. I have understanding that I was abused. And because of that, I'm going to, and then we start looking at everything that we're supposed to do and everything that can get us out of this. And we call on God for this. And we say, I have been, and we we. We take ourselves, there's a Bible verse we're going to talk about it in the next section, but there's this, this place where you can own what you did and that's your old self. And you can claim yourself as this new self in Christ. And that's a coaching tool that I have and I really cannot wait to share that with you guys. But I can see that we are getting down to about a minute before break. I had a couple stories that I might pull out later if we have more time, but I really want you to stay with us because after the break, we're going to have Deborah Lynn Hayes with us. She is a colleague. She is a friend, author of mine. We were both published by the same publishing company. She is a beautiful woman that if people looked at her, they would think she's perfect. (laughs) She's probably laughing now just listening to that. But she's like the rest of us. She's had a pretty difficult past. She had four sons that have all passed. 
Um, I don't want to share too much of her story, but there was some blame in there and there's some things that you're really going to be able to relate to. So stick with us. I cannot wait for you to come back. Remember, faith-infused living reaches goals higher. You are perfectly imperfect through Christ. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you are here listening to the middle section of Living Within the Sweet Spot. This is where I'm trying something new. I had Tina, an individual that we were doing coaching on, and you were listening in. I think you get the hang of it. You've understood how I treat people, and that was the point of that. But now I want to start using this middle section to bring in an expert. And today we have Deborah Lynn Hayes, and she is my friend. And she She is a co-author, and she has a beautiful story and book, and it fits so well with this topic. And so I want to inspire you all, whatever you're going through, if it's something little or if it's something really big, know that you are perfectly imperfect through Christ. And so, Deborah, can you share with us a little bit about what it is that your book is about and the message that you really want people to know? 
Sure, I would be glad to. And thank you, Nikki, for inviting me on. I'm so honored to talk with your listeners and share my story with them today. Um, my, my book is called Rise, What to Do When Hell Won't Back Off. <laughs> Quite frankly, the, the decade of the 1990s, I refer to as my decade from hell. And um, I have four children that live in heaven. So the book is obviously dedicated to my boys. But uh, it's more than that. It's more than just telling the story. It is a book to encourage other people that no matter what they faced in life, they can overcome it. We do not have to let our circumstances define us. And I tell people all the time when I'm coaching or speaking at places that, you know, the verse in the Bible where it's where Jesus said, I came that you can have life and have it abundantly. He didn't say you can have life provided nothing bad happens to you. He said you can have life and have it abundantly. And I love the word and in that because that implies that he knew bad things were going to happen to us. You know, yeah. Twice. But regardless of what happened, he came that we could still enjoy the life that we live here on earth. So mm-hmm. that's what the book is about. It walks you through the raw moments because I had many raw moments. Mm-hmm. I was not the sweet little Christian that submitted the prayers of survival. No, I was raw. I mm-hmm. was angry. It was a battle. Was yeah, a battle. I love this because the the only Deborah I know is like you who's in front of me now. But as I've coached people, I was Um, This whole section is about, you know, seeing yourself through godly eyes, being perfectly imperfect. And one thing that comes as your faith really goes to a new place is you not only are able to see yourself through God's eyes, but you see other people through God's eyes. And I just don't think that had I known you then, like I'd still see you the way you are. Like that's what's amazing is those people, all of us sinning and not, God knows our whole story. And he, he, I mean, he loves us great. When we're in those messes, and he loves us great when we're not messing up as much. But, but yeah, keep going because I really wanted to get on to this kind of question or this takeaway that what if there was one thing that you want to challenge people to, what would it be? Like, what would be a challenge for individuals right now who are sort of struggling with seeing themselves as perfect? You touched on the idea that you weren't perfect in your younger years. So what was it that kind of helped get you out of it? Um, as I mentioned, the book is about the story of my four boys. Yeah. The biggest thread that runs through my book is about baby number one. Okay. And uh, my baby, Stefan, I aborted him. Yeah. Uh, that was the worst decision of my life. So now I can clearly say mm-hmm. I was a Christian. I had been in church for years. Mm-hmm. I was backed into a corner and it was way it was way too easy for me. I gave in to fear. I gave in to fear. So I made the worst decision of my life. That actually put a mask over mm-hmm. my face. Mm-hmm. Everything I saw, I saw through the sin that I had done. I saw through um, the con- condemnation that I carried on myself. Mm-hmm. Even when we carry that self-condemnation, it's more destructive in a lot of ways than the condemnation that other people throw at us. Mm-hmm. Because we have, we have lied to ourselves. Mm-hmm. My favorite verse in the Bible is from 1 John 3.20. And it says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. And he knows all things. Mm -hmm. So no matter 
what's going on in our head, no matter how we see things, God's greater than that. Mm-hmm. As bad as you think it is, He's mm-hmm. greater than that. Mm-hmm. And He knows all things anyway. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the first part of the instruction book of my, uh, in the book, uh, is relationship, not religion. And I dig really deep about just how to get raw with God. You know, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to hide behind plastic prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can take anything that you want to say. And in fact, in one of the chapters is called, God, I can't trust my husband and I don't even like you. Mm-hmm. That's the place that I got where my healing actually started is when I was able to just get authentic with God and mm-hmm. him and say, I don't even like you. And, you know, he did not fall off the throne. He came back with me with love. There you go. He came back with me with love, and that's mm-hmm. why, that's where my healing began. From mm-hmm. Okay, you bring up a couple of really good things. I touched on them briefly in the beginning, but this admitting and just getting, like you said, raw and just really um, with God, confessing and giving it to Him. You have to be so vulnerable to get to that place. And I also want to thank you for sharing with everyone what happened. Um Everybody thinks their sins are just too big, and there's no way God can forgive them for it. And you've witnessed it, and you felt it firsthand, and I know that you have a heart for people in the same place. And so, yeah, get, talk, talk to us more and, and help people listening understand more about that place where you truly give it up. Um, it is the sweet spot. You mm-hmm. know? Sweet spot with God. There is a sweet spot with God. You know, I've I've been around musicians. I've played musicians, and I know that you know they're like they're always getting in the zone. You know, yeah. no matter what you're doing, you you get in the zone. But there's a place mm-hmm. that is better than just the zone. Mm-hmm. The sweet spot with God. I can't sit here and say I got there quickly. Mm-hmm. Decades mm-hmm. got there, and when you have that mask over your eyes. For me, for my my mask of the condemnation is no matter what happened in my life that was bad, I felt I deserved it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the baby was the, the abortion was the first baby. And then I had a son that was stillborn. And then I had a son that only lived an hour. And then my 19-year-old stepson was killed in an accident. So my perception was that God was punishing me mm-hmm. by the children dying uh, mm-hmm. for that abortion. Mm-hmm. The worst part was I felt I deserved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's hard to carry, and I know I'm not the only person out there Mm-mm. that has that kind of weight on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I literally had to get raw with God mm-hmm. and let Him love on me. And you know, the the way that you do that is like you mentioned earlier. It's got to be on purpose. You know, it's not God's not a fairy godmother. He's not going to wave a wand over your head and all of a sudden things are going to be better. You have to you have to look for it. Uh, his word is alive; it's living. His mm-hmm. words, he gives us that peace and that comfort through his words. Mm-hmm. The words come alive. Mm-hmm. We're spirit, so we are going to know. You know, when we come with him with honesty, he comes back with us with love. Yeah, that's yeah. Find the sweet spot. Yeah, it is. That love is is huge, and that's why we spend so much of that first section in this whole place of like. Being owned by him, claimed by him, and him 
and and knowing that he knows everything about you and he made everything. He knows every sin you're going to do until the day you die. And he still loves you. And he knew them all, but but we hide them and we hold on to them. Like you say, we put a mask on. I want you um, listeners to kind of get a feel for her hope. I hear this all the time. Like she sort of is like saying this hope for the better place. This Her book like does a lot of this talk about almost becoming triumphant, even though all these bad things have happened. And there's a verse, Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, that are also in my book during this section. And and I want you, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're struggling with, what you feel like you're imperfect for, to think on this. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope in which he has called you to and the riches of his glorious inheritance to his holy people. I mean, he wants this for you. He made you. He knows everything you've done. And he wants this for you. Deb is such a living example of all this, and I'm just so happy that you're sharing this. If there's something else out there that you really think is key in your book and you really wish you had a platform to be able to share it and, and, or give people an idea of how the book's laid out and why, can you do that a little bit with us? Absolutely. I would okay. love to. Okay. As I mentioned, uh, the name of the book is Rise, R-I-S-E, What to Do When Hell Won't Back Off. And the rise has two special meanings. Uh, the letters R-I-S-E are the initials of my four boys, hmm. Randall, Isaac, Stephen, and Ephraim. So that's very special to me. But I also take those four letters in the back of the book. And this is the instructional part. After you read through the story, you probably don't want to read through it too many times. But <laughs> you can really concentrate on the back of the book. And it's more of a self-help. I take the same letters, R-I-S-E, and break those down into the four steps that I discovered that anyone can use to overcome the smallest disappointment or the greatest tragedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The letter R is for relationship, not religion. Your healing is going to come from intimacy with God, not activities that you do on Sunday at a place called church. Mm -hmm. I is for intentional living. So uh, you have to be intentional. You know, you're not going to just, sit there and life's going to happen. I talk about uh, the Israelites on the Jordan River. You know, they had to put their foot in before the water stopped. You know, they didn't get to sit on the side of the shore and clap their hands and wait till the water stopped before they walked. No, they had to be standing there and put their foot in. Mm-hmm. They have their healing. We have to take intentional steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the S is for scripture for the moment. And what I found is that if I tried to read a lot of the Bible when I was really wounded and raw and hurting, I would choke on it, quite honestly. Yeah. I would find that one verse that applied to my circumstances for that day, I would repeat it all day long. I would live it all day long. I would apply it to my attitude, my emotions, and my circumstances. I really feel that God is more interested in us taking one or two verses and really letting them transform our thoughts through the day than to have some checklist that, okay, I've read four chapters. That was my goal for the day. Yeah. I would rather have one scripture and make it real. Yep. The last one, E, is for eternity. And this is where I paint a beautiful picture 
uh, what I see as eternity, um, because I know that my children are there. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a place in the book that I tell the story of how I know that that baby I boarded was a boy because it was very didn't have a heartbeat very early, but I know and God showed me a vision of eternity and I go over that in the book. So I would just say that if anyone is listening that's had that abortion that you're still hiding, or if you've gone into the hospital uh, pregnant and you've not come out with your baby, or if you've held your baby at home and and that baby has gone on to heaven. Through Jesus, you can hold that child again. That That's not the end. You know, your baby is safe. Your baby is in the arms of Jesus. And if you're listening and you have a baby that's already gone, there is hope. You can yeah. hold that child again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, that's what I get from you is this place of hope. And there's no way that we can live through the things, some of the things you've lived through and get hope without Jesus. And so I just think it's an ex, you're just such a good testament to everyone. And I love your story. And I love that you're sharing it with the world. And I really want people to know that they can get your book. So I'm going to go ahead and tell them that they can get on Amazon and they can get it that way. She's in the middle of doing an audio version of it. So hang tight. That's coming soon too. But also you can go to her website and so share with them a little, share them how to get to your website. It's also posted next to this, um, this whole um, recording and everything. So you can get it that way, but share with everyone. Uh, the website is called DebraLynnHayes.com. And I'll spell that out because there's lots of spellings through that. It's D-E-B-R-A-L-Y-N-N-H-A-Y-E-S.com. Um on there, you're gonna you're gonna see a little bit more about this story. Uh, you're going to dig in a little about my branding and what I live under every day of my life is unmasking hope and embracing life. So mm-hmm. if you know what's happened to us, we can still have a full life. Uh, also, we just added on the website um, there is a 21 day devotional that mm-hmm. through the four steps that I talked with. You can download that for free. Yeah. All you have yeah. to do is go on the website, put your name in there, put your email, and it will come to you. I think we're breaking it out into three different weeks. So you'll get the first seven days uh, right off the bat. Uh, but yeah, I want to give people that because, mm-hmm. like I said, I know that those four steps will help you overcome the smallest disappointment or heartache or the greatest personal devastating tragedy that you can mm-hmm. face. Absolutely. I am so happy. I want to take the last couple minutes to um, just sort of give a shout out to really to some of the people listening. So Deb, I love that you offered something free. I always offer a little something free too. So off to the side, you're going to see access to all my free resources. Head over to my website as well. But we're big on this. We really want everyone learning and growing and and you can do it for free and you can grab a Bible for free and you can pray for free. We all have access to this. Nobody is excluded. And I got to give a shout out. Thinking of no one is excluded. I got to grab a piece of paper here because I just got some numbers in from my producers. And to think that our listeners, of course, are in the United States. We kind of knew that. You know, they're, they're emailing us and stuff. But Ireland, Nigeria, Spain, China, Australia, 
the United Kingdom. I mean, I am so honored and I love to think like I, the whole time I I was on, Deb, I I know I spoke about this with you before we even got on, but the whole time I just kept thinking of these beautiful people in Nigeria, these beautiful people in Ireland, like listening to this, those, I bring those two up because they're right behind the United States in numbers. And I just think this is a beautiful thing. It's free and it's available to everyone. And it's just such a great way to get faith-infused and hear some truth and start reaching your goals higher than you ever dreamed possible. Thank you, Deb. Stay tuned. Maybe you can listen to question and answers. I want everyone to go ahead, use the numbers listed to the side of this. It's one 888 346-9141 or international 001-480-553-5760 and call in and I will take some emails or call-ins for the last section after this commercial break. I'll see you then. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back. This is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy. You're listening to the 
portion of the call where we will take in calls or emails. And so I have two really great emails. I offered Deborah a chance to stay on. She can add input too if she wants. But let's go ahead and look at this Jana. She sent an email saying that she just, I'm, I'm using her words, I'm, I'm reading off the email, but feels like her life is a failure. She has three sisters who are in her mind amazing. She has made some poor decisions in her life and she's now paying the price for them. Um, she's been in a bad relationship over and over and over again. I'm not sure if that's with the same person or a new one, doesn't matter. And then um, she's saying she can't get through school. She's trying to, but because of these relationships, it's just hard to get through school and progress. And, and now I'll paraphrase, just, you know, sort of getting stuck in this, this life. So um, I am, I picked this one. I, I now have like 20 or 30 to choose, but this one just seems so on point, doesn't it? Where basically she's in the, what Deb was saying earlier, just sort of in this place where she's stuck in this. And I want you to know, Jana is your name. So I want you to know that um, God knows everything about you. He knows even right now that you're stuck in this place. He knows that all those things that have happened, he knew you were going to do them. And you have free will, but you did them and you have free will and he loves you anyway. And there is hope, as Deb's been saying, there is a future for you, but we got to get you, yes, to stop walking in that place. And Deb and I kind of talked about it a little. I'm going to highlight a few things, but really getting to the place where first you embrace that you are God's child. You are not in control and over power and dominion of the world. Get over, get yourself up under God, within God, and and know that He's got dominion over you and start calling on that and start stepping into that. Deb was saying, I loved her. I, I don't have it by me, but the rise, the eye in that, that intentional place of stepping into what we know can get us closer, can give us a closer relationship with God. And so I say things like she says, you know, read the Bible and get into truth so that you're putting in your mind, like in section one, I talked about fill your mind up with things that are good and right and noble and praiseworthy. What you're doing is very human and I do it myself. We all do where you sort of replay and make rationale by why it's true you you know you often do go into another relationship that's not good after you get out of one that's true but you don't have to and um and getting yourself really whole and hearing goodness and not listening to the lies every time somebody lies to you which means you don't deserve it all these things just tune it out and say no i'm a child of god and i do and, and call on God, drop down on your knees and call on God and, and also take away, claim your place as God's and take away the things. So as you say, because every time you find yourself saying, because think, recognize and replace, you might say, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't deserve this because I've had these failed relationships. I don't deserve, I'm never going to get through school because I, I'm working three jobs because my marriage is so hard and my husband's not working. I don't know what your, your deal is, but, but whenever you say because, then just say, nope, that is my circumstances and replace it with, but because I'm a child of God, I have power that I don't even know is there and I'm going to call on it. And because I'm a child of God, I'm going to believe the truth. And that is that I'm beautiful and I'm loved and I do deserve to be treated respectfully 
And I do deserve to be treated the way that God calls. So you're a woman. God calls men to treat you. Not believing the lies that the world's telling you. So I feel like I've sort of gotten on my soapbox enough. Deborah, do you have any input for her too that we can add? I do. Yeah. Part of the another thread that goes through the book is a toxic relationship that I had. Um, the baby's father that was involved with the abortion. Even after my divorce, I got back with him. Mm-hmm. Toxic relationship. And, you know, women, we find our identity in relationships. Mm-hmm. built that way. God made us uh, as relational nurturing, pe- nurturing people. So we tend to find identity in who we're in relationship with. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things to do uh, that the biggest fear that you'll face is cutting those off mm-hmm. and just realizing that your identity is found in the Father. In yes. And mm-hmm. once you start embracing and letting Him give you the identity of who you are, you will see those toxic relationships or what they are and how they're pulling you down because you deserve so much more. Yes. Yes. I love that. And she's lived it. So it's really great to have her in on this. This is why I picked these questions. Okay. So we're going to take a minute and we're going to head on into, oh, something else. I guess I have notes here next to this one because I knew we were going to do this one. So I also put in there, um, this John 1, 9, you know, really confessing our sins. And so just really keep every time you feel like there's something justifiably you've been a part of, just give it up. Just constantly give it up because the foothold's trying to keep you in that place and and you don't deserve to be in that place. All right. So let's go ahead and then let's go to Mark's um, situation. So this, this caller or emailer emailed in saying that he'd been fired. And he's battling, I'm paraphrasing this because it was really long, but he's battling with bit confidence and a low self-esteem. He does have a new job, but he feels so unstable in life. And like, you know, your, your, your ground, stable ground has been shaken by losing your job in the first place. And now that that security that you're trying to get. And then he also goes on to say that even in socially and in groups, he's feeling inadequate now and he's never had this before. And so, you know, I just, I just want to reflect on a little something, uh, a lot of people in this situation, and he made reference to like, he should just be able to get back up and bounce back and all these, these things that he thinks should be normal and he's not there. And I guess I just want him to know that um, my heart is with you. I'm praying for both these people. Actually, I got these emails out yesterday and I was praying already. But the thing is, um, I don't want you to live again, live in those feelings. Because again, they're not Philippians 4.8. Every time you start to have feelings that aren't noble and right and praiseworthy and excellent, literally just get them out of your mind and, and get some Bible verses. So Deb said something that we learned in this first four chapters of the book where um, we go to scripture. And so I think this would be a really good idea for you, Mark. And you probably, if you've watched the show again, you, you're like, oh, I should have thought of that. But I want you to just go up to the search engine on the internet. And literally type in um, Bible verses on confidence or Bible verses on feeling insecure. And I know that you're ready for this step because you're admitting it. And so that's usually the first thing is like sometimes people come to me and they'll say, 
um, life's just, you know, life's just horrible and, and um, I can't get a job and can you help me get a job? But there's no um, humbleness to it and there's no like self-evaluating happening. And, and so we have to take people back and start at the beginning and help, help people understand, okay, well, where have we misstepped? And we can own that. We can own, we have free will. We have to own some of the things we did, but then we have to give them up. Well, in your email, I can't share it all with them, but it's long and it's humble and it's, you're there. So now just start replacing all those negative thoughts that are going and trailing around in your brain with truth because you're uh, made of the image of God. And God knows that you had this mishap. What if? This isn't a what if, this is rhetorical. What if God has things so under control that he knew that job was not right for you? What if his plans for you are so much better? What if you might not even be in this one? This This new job that you have might not be right, but it's still you had to get out of that other one because you're moving into the next one. I want you to move into a place of hope and trust And to be able to be in that place, you really have to know and have a relationship with God. And so start getting into the word, put on praise music, put on podcasts, start thinking about who you really are, how God designed you to be. You know, what kind of work did God craft you to be and to have? Did he make you so that you should be doing work that is serving people? Absolutely. If our jobs aren't serving others, they're not right. But how we serve others, that's the tricky part sometimes. Are you in a job where you're serving the way God has called you to serve? I mean, this is fun stuff. So this is part of the sweet spot. Go look at the last chapter, but really look at who you are, how you're designed to be, and start um, taking away the things that are negative and reprogramming your mind. Have a few favorite verses. When you pull up all those verses, remember when Deb said the word is living in you? When you go on the internet and you pull up the verses on confidence and a bunch come up, right? Read them all. Pick the one or two that resonate with you, like that you're, you just, it kind of hits you in the gut or it's so inspiring and helpful. Either of those, grab those one or two. I'm like her. Don't think you have to devour the word all. It comes in pieces. That's how it works. So just take the the one or two that resonate with you. That's the Holy Spirit literally moving in you. Take those, put them everywhere you go. Put them in your desk, put them in your folders, put them in your bathroom mirror, everywhere you go. And every time you'll start to memorize them and be able to then just think on every time a negative thought comes up, I'm not worthy. You know, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. I feel unstable, like my job's going to be ripped out. You know, then you have a verse that says, no, stand firm, stand firm in God. Put on your armor when you're around other people, put your armor on and know that you're, you're protected. So I, I rambled again, Deb, <laughs> do, do you think like, do, you know, do you know anyone who's been in this situation? Do you uh, want- Actually, again, I have. <laughs> Yay, you are great. You should have a talk show. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's hard to find things that I've not been through. Um, I was in corporate America. I had, I was a corporate liaison with an international company out of Chicago. And um, long story short, again, that's all in the book. But after the children died, um, my marriage ended, so we ended in divorce. I began to make bad decisions, but anyway, um, I lost that job. I, walked, I mean, I, I chose another job and left that. And I had was my identity was so wrapped up in what I did that all of a sudden, 
couple of years later, I found myself wondering, where's my next meal going to come from? You know, and I was very successful. So my life landed in financial ruin. And I really learned that who I am is more important than what I do. Mm-hmm. So it, again, God's invisible hand is guiding through every every circumstances. If you just seek Him, no matter what you've been through, He'll turn it around. Mm-hmm. He has good plans for you. Mm-hmm. He was it Jeremiah. He says, I "Yeah, have plans for you." It's like He still that still works. He still mm-hmm. has plans, no matter what's happened. Mm-hmm. All His children, no matter where we're from, no matter what we look like, no matter what we've been through, He has plans for hope and a future. It's one of our favorite verses. Go look it up, Jeremiah 29, 11. But then I also want you to think of something, Deb, and I both had in our stuff. And if we're both putting it in there, it's serious stuff, but it's okay to let our imperfections affect our lives. They're going to, some of the things are just free will and cause and effect, and that's life. But It's not okay to let them become us, and they do not have to become us. And like Deb said, you know, through Christ, we are healed and restored, and we're in these wonderful places. And I say, all of you guys, just step into this, really just call, take initiative and just step into all the gifts that we have. The Holy Spirit will live and breathe and move around you, nudge you to go through doors that you otherwise wouldn't go through nudge you to maybe connect with someone and share your story with someone. And and then you'll find that they're going to be your your biggest fan and you're confident. Or you'll maybe find that, I think of um, Jana, our first one, she she was comparing herself to her sisters. And, um, you know, I had a sister that struggled through a little bit of her early life, three marriages. Um, One was not healthy at all. Another one had infidelity that she didn't do. I mean, she she was in a bad place and felt undeserving and, and oh, how her life has changed. So she spent 10 years in the first marriage, 10 years in the second marriage. Then she moved to a town that was heavily saturated with God and near me. And I heavily saturated her with God and later found out that, you know, she did that. She kind of looked at me and compared. And it's funny how fast God can work. The way that God works is we don't understand time. We don't understand energy. We don't understand resources like God does. He can do amazing things in days and months and hours and seconds. So where she is today in just a few years is far better than anything anyone could have hoped for. And she's somebody I look up to. I compare myself to and then say, oh, no, don't do that, Nikki. But honestly, life can turn fast when you're with the powerful one. Okay? So I don't know. I just want to inspire you all to think about this lesson. Living within the sweet spot is what this whole radio show is about. We're in the middle of perfectly imperfect. This is where we really get out of, I have a relationship with God. I am his. He is mine. That was the first four chapters of the book. Now we're really looking at, okay, what are my hangups? Because they're going to hold me back from progressing in this wonderful world that God has for us. It doesn't have to be all bad. We can live in Christ here and we can have power over darkness here. We do not want to get stuck in the world. We are calling out to you, Deb and I both. Thank you, Deb, for being here. But all of you live a little life of faith-infused living. And we will see you next time on Living Within the Sweet Spot. Thank you 
for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.